0: Hey, fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either. So head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. hey there this is episode 98 of the go blue crew we're gonna keep it a little shorter today than usual but it's a hot topic so i think we'll have fun either way jim harbaugh after the 10-3 win over iowa on saturday said that the offense is hitting their stride now of course for anybody who has watched or read about or used any of their senses to like consume things about Michigan football this season? You would think, wow, that's uh, contrary to what I've been experiencing. And and Derek, uh, I just don't have an answer for this one.
1: Yeah. So when uh, he comes out for his you know usual early week press conference to talk a little bit about the the Iowa game and. and- kind of preview the Illinois game. Um he he doubled down on his post game statement um with uh the hitting the stride. Now he did say it a little differently. He said that the offense is hitting their stride, I think in every way, um, after the Iowa win. And then like you said, you kind of looked at that Iowa offensive performance and thought, well, you scored enough points to win the game, but I wouldn't technically yeah. I wouldn't say the offense looked good for basically the last three quarters and part of the first quarter. Um, So he comes back and he says, you know, as I said, after the game, I feel like we're close. I think it's coming. I think it's showing. And so he doubled down, but kind of not, not a true double down, I guess in that sense. So he still thinks they're hitting their stride, um, but is now more from the viewpoint of we're close. Uh, And that is something I'd maybe agree with, though he's talking as if Michigan's a lot closer than they're looking on the field. And so that's where I I wonder uh, kind of why he's so into saying this. Uh, Because it's not even a tell the fans what they want to hear type thing. We can clearly see the lack of offensive production, whether it's in the the numbers uh, for where, where they rank, which are really bad. I don't know if they have a category that they're higher than like 70th. Um, in in the nation in terms of offensive production. So I'm glad that he thinks that Michigan's coming along on the offensive side, and hopefully he and the coaches see something that we were unable to see in any of the matchups so far. Uh, But, I mean, you've got to hope that he's right and and that Michigan continues to improve.
0: You know, something that I've been thinking about while watching the offense this season is, like, surely Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator, sees something that I don't and that most of the rest of us don't because we always have these criticisms of play calling and and that is near universal in college football, but it's, it's consistent with Michigan. And and you see um, more expert type people, not that I think they're the, the greatest thing in the world, but it, it is significant when you see some of these other people like national guys come in and, and question some of the same things that leads me to think they're seeing something that I'm not. And I'm, I'm, I can kind of take it in the same direction with Jim Harbaugh. Like, you know, he says the offense is hitting their stride. He must be seeing something that we're not. He, he talked about practice and practice of, of course is like closed off to the media. You know, nobody ever knows what goes on in practice, except for the people who are there, but there's gotta be something he's seeing that the rest of us aren't that gives him this
1: confidence have you seen any of deshaun watson's post-game press conferences where a, a press i think a couple weeks ago asked him kind of a question and he, he answered it so literally and he explained the entire defense and it's kind of turned into almost like a weekly segment now have you seen any of that
0: uh yes yeah, so as somebody who used to cover sports and athletes it, it was tremendous seeing that level of transparency from
1: an athlete but yes. So when I look at that or or listen to that I guess I always think like after the first two, the first one I was like, well, wow, like that's good. The second one I thought was even more in depth and I don't know if he's being serious or just acting serious to respond to the question. Obviously he's got to see the social media stuff, but it made me realize like just how much I don't understand as a general fan about football and that so, is so I, true. Yeah. I can relate that to maybe and I'm sure there is stuff that Harbaugh is seeing and it might not be a positive output on the field where it's clear that they can circle numerous things of of this actually worked or the execution was perfect but maybe there's 15 plays uh, from the Iowa game where just a minimal change needs to happen for that play to go for 20 yards or for that block to be better I know there's a lot of people uh, that, that follow Michigan football, cover Michigan football, that will put up uh, GIFs and, and videos of, you know, misblock, misassignments, uh, this is the problem. And so I'm sure they have obviously way greater detail than, than anyone who covers them uh, on what needs to happen. But, uh, I mean, I'm with you in, in the fact that it just I'm not seeing it. Uh, And you've got to hope that some way, somehow, as the season goes on, the execution gets better, the play calling opens up. The one thing I want to say about the Iowa game, and and we could talk about Rutgers too because we've we've been off for a week and a half here or whatever it's been, is part of me, and I feel like I can always justify for some reason, part of me wonders if they knew the defense was so dominant that game that they didn't worry about doing anything except kind of running out the clock and, and holding on to the football. Um, protecting the football Um, a game that they were convinced that Iowa wasn't going to score again and really not that they wouldn't have put their best effort forward to score because obviously that insurance touchdown helps um, but it almost felt like at some point especially as the game got closer and closer to ending that they just were relying on the defense to bail them out as they've done many years under uh, Jim Harbaugh and then specifically Don Brown did you sense any of that
0: Oh yeah, um, it reminded me a lot of Michigan playing Wisconsin in 2016. That was at that was in Ann Arbor. Yeah, and Michigan won. I think 14-7. Yep. Wilton Spate the go ahead touchdown. I don't remember when it happened, but it was like a long pass. To, I want to say Amara Darbo, mm-hmm. but a 14-7 game, and and the defense was incredible. That's the game Jordan Lewis had that insane interception yeah. to kind of kill any hope Wisconsin had late but it it was very reminiscent of, of that kind of game where you're like the offense could try to open things up a little bit more, but do you want to take that risk knowing your defense is playing that well? I get it. And I know that a lot of times as fans, like our judgment is clouded by the end result and we see 10 points and a lot of drives that stalled some things that we're scratching our heads at. We see, we see that end result and we're, you know, disappointed. And, and we, we um, let that maybe become too big of an emphasis
1: in our judgment. So I totally get that. It's uh, it's just going to be interesting to see moving forward. I mean, Harbaugh attributed some of the problems um, to you know the challenges that Iowa's defense kind of provided, and and I, and I do think that Iowa is a good team. Uh, I think that Michigan's defense played phenomenal, which limited. Uh, Stanley in the offense and I think that Iowa's defense not as good as Wisconsin's we will see kind of what happens with Iowa from this point on Uh, but I think that they did play really well on defense I mean you've got to give them credit too and so I I agree that maybe yeah maybe part of it was the problem that Iowa was playing so well and and kind of locking down Michigan but I mean teams are only going to get better I mean you've got Notre Dame on the schedule Michigan State's defense uh, is really good, even though they they gave up points to Ohio State, who just simply looks unbeatable right now. I mean, Ohio State's always on the schedule, so it's not a performance that's going to give you confidence to to beat any of those three teams sure-handedly. Uh, and, and some of the games, I mean, probably not in Illinois, I do think um, that Michigan will, will be okay against Illinois this weekend, but in like the Penn State uh, game, that's another one that you kind of worry about. Indiana, they always seem to have a, a long history with, so Whatever it is that they see, uh, hopefully we'll see more executed this weekend. And, and it would be great to see a Michigan team kind of trend up as the season presses on rather than have the collapse that the, the squad had last year.
0: Yeah, the that would be the opposite trend that we're used to with, with Michigan teams, especially the good ones. So one thing that I don't want to discount here is that Jim Harbaugh, you know, he may not fully believe this and be as enthusiastic and as committed to that stance as he's making it seem because college coaches like any other coach who has to answer for their team, of course, isn't going to throw anyone under the bus. They would be a bad coach. They'd be a bad leader if they did that. And so while I don't want to say Jim Harbaugh doesn't believe anything he's saying, I think part of it is just his duty as the head coach to go out there and Tell everyone things are going fine. I believe in this. Um, there's there's some small execution stuff that we could do better to really take us to the next level. Sort of downplay the, the urgency of what's going on. And you can call it dishonest. I mean, I don't want to... I'm not going to really get into that. I just think that's part of his job as a head coach. We understand that head coaches are going to go out there and do exactly this. It, it, it may not be... In, in this particular way and, and they may not be in a position where they have to double down on it but in many ways like this is just what head coaches do so I, I think we definitely need to be aware of that and and uh, give some credence to that.
1: Yeah what, one of the things that I've saw on Twitter and, and thought about and I'll just pose that as a question do you think that Josh Gattis trusts Shea Patterson?
0: You know, that's something that I think about every day. I hate how much I think about Michigan football because I have a uh, a life outside of Michigan football that I live, of course. But that's something I think about all the time because when you look at the play calling, it would just seem like the offensive coordinator, like like as, a, as an outside observer who doesn't know much, you would look at that and be like, I don't think that offensive coordinator or whoever's calling the plays really trusts the quarterback. So I... I think it's fair to question. I'm not ready to say that Josh Gaddis doesn't trust Shea Patterson. And of course, you know, we would never get like confirmation on that. But I think, I think at this point, like it is kind of fair to put that out there.
1: Yeah. I, I think I like the, the viewpoint of, I mean, if you were uh, a fan of another team or just kind of tuning into the game, you didn't know much about, I mean, even like an NFL fan doesn't pay attention to college football I think it's really obvious that, like, hey, why why is the quarterback not doing more? Especially if you saw the the, the big play to Nico Collins downfield early in the game, uh, and then and,
0: nothing and, like that later on.
1: Yeah, and and game after game, very little like that. And so, I don't know if it's uh, if it's a trust factor or if it's partly mixed. Like, why take a, a shot downfield when we can just control the uh, control the clock and, and have our defense bail us out here. Uh, I just, I want to see another high scoring output. Uh, we don't need to touch on Rutgers because Michigan should have handled Rutgers. It was nice that they put up 50, um, but Maryland just put up a ton on on, on Rutgers as well um, over the weekend. And so I would like to see maybe it's against Illinois where Michigan can put up 30 some points and and really hit their stride actually uh, and have some, some things to, to show on the field. I'm not looking for a game plan to necessarily change a ton, um, but a couple more deep shots. Uh, obviously some more scoring would, would be helpful. And uh, obviously you want that against the best opponents on the schedule, um, which uh, you have a, an opportunity the next weekend at Penn State and then hosting Notre Dame at home after that. Maryland seems pretty uh, decent at times, although they've had a, a bad game too. And so, I mean, at some point Michigan has to score more points than they have and i mean that's how you win a football game you have to score more points sure 10 worked against iowa but i don't think that's going to work at penn state or against notre dame and um, so yeah, i'd like to see not. i'd like to see 30 points i mean i'd be disappointed if it's under 30 points this this weekend and, and if it is like i just hope that if it's 21 24 for example i hope that one of the touchdowns came on a big play shot downfield the one of the talented receivers
0: yeah, so speaking of Illinois, this can probably uh, wrap us up here, but I'm just curious. Uh, Illinois has given up 423 yards a game, 28 points a game, and Jim Harbell says that Michigan is hitting their stride offensively. At some point, um, you know, you actually need to hit that stride and like take off, as you said. What would be your outlook or or your takeaway – if if Michigan looks lackluster again against Illinois, a team that you would expect them to be able to to put some more points up and be just a little more um, efficient and explosive on offense?
1: I think I'd just be as concerned as I as I have been. I don't know if I'd be more concerned. I think it'd just fall back into that, hey, like, you know, they haven't proved anything yet. They've got dismantled by Wisconsin. They've beat up on a team they should have beat up on in Rutgers and um, just got by Army, just got by Iowa. I think if they have trouble even in a win against Illinois, I, I see them probably losing four games uh, and maybe even a bowl game. Um, and now it doesn't mean that they can't come out and even beat in Ohio State. I mean, all things can happen in the sport of college football. Uh, but if they struggle this weekend, I, I see them as a 3-4 loss team and and really have trouble seeing them win the majority of the remaining games on the schedule. What I would like to see um I mean Illinois is better than than Rutgers. Um and I feel like for uh, Illinois as, as much as they've had trouble they even lost to Eastern. Um I would like to see another Rutgers type game where Michigan can put up a ton of points and and not allow Illinois to, to score more than a handful. Um and I I think that that would give some more confidence. As the the bigger opponents come up on the schedule, but yeah, I mean, anything less than than again thirty points for me, I, I think I'll be disappointed.
0: All right, so we forgot to do this a couple of weeks ago before the Rutgers game, which was probably like the least consequential game to miss. But what is your score prediction for Michigan Illinois this weekend?
1: So let's let's first touch on uh, your score prediction for for Rutgers. I for I kind of forget what it was. It was thirty-eight to seventeen, and unfortunately, because I was moving, I completely blanked you. Like I didn't even, I didn't even like, you know. You can like and you know give those little emojis to. to Oh yeah, yeah. Man, I'm so sorry, man. I didn't even. That's fine. I understood the situation. So, I mean, you were 38-17. I clearly guessed 50-0. to zero. I just didn't text you back, so I was closest. <laughs> uh, we didn't do it last week either. We don't need to even go over that. But for a score prediction, uh, I'm going to go with 35-10. to 10.
0: Wow, so that's uh, pretty close to what I was thinking, which seems to be a theme this season. I was thinking 35-14. Okay. So that it, it'll, it'll be a narrow win if, if the score is around – that and one of us and it's not a tie we should we need to go back and like keep track of these things and and tally up our wins and losses maybe that's it's a what shame we'll do we haven't been doing uh, that
1: so far the 100th episode coming up here
0: yeah so next episode will be episode 99 and um derek and i we're we're gonna put our heads together and we're, we're gonna figure out something for episode number 100 it's got to happen uh it would at this point it'd just be like a huge letdown down if we built it up this whole time and Nothing came of it. So we will put our heads together and, and figure something out. And I can't promise it'll be spectacular, but it'll be something. And that's all we promise this whole time is something, right?
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? We were worried, uh, maybe not worried, but we were talking over the the summer as kind of getting back into the swing of things. Football season come around of when this 100th episode would fall. I mean, things uh, go as normal uh, here on out. Uh, we have a uh, Penn State the weekend after this one, and and then that hundredth episode should fall the week after the Penn State game and before the Notre Dame game. So, I mean, it high could impact be, timing. Yeah, I mean, it could be, uh, uh, that could be special. It could also be depressing because you could be coming (laughs) off of a road loss to Penn State and we don't really feel like celebrating and we do our uh, special whatever it is in episode 101.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you for that, Derek. Stick with us either way, even if it is depressing, stay around. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening. Go Blue. Go Blue.